This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind with myself, Martin Quilty, for season three, episode 16 of the Camogie podcast. And I am delighted to be joined this evening, not by the wonderful Onifahi, but by the ever wonderful Paula Dowling, who we always have on standby with us. Good evening, Paula. How are you this evening? Great, Martin. Tired, but in good form. We're all tired after the weekend. It was a busy weekend for everybody. We had, obviously, James Stevens playing in their Leinster final at the weekend. The All-Star competition was also uh, on, or the All-Star Awards, I should say, was on on Saturday evening as well, which we were all present at and had a great evening, including our county chairperson, who is Theresa Elward. And Theresa Elward is joining me on the phone right now. Teresa Elward, you're very welcome back into Come On Kind with us this evening. Hope you are all well after a busy weekend. Martin, hi. Delighted to speak to you. Yeah, we had a great weekend. We're a bit tired and coarse, but it's always a good sign. It's always a sign of a great weekend. Yeah, we were obviously, as you know, we at the All-Stars in Co Park for the weekend, so delighted with the outcome. Exactly, it was a busy weekend and what a night that yeah. we did have on Saturday night and mentioning the All-Stars of course there was a big do in the Crow Park Stadium with the PwC All-Stars and Kilkenny had 11 nominees on the night going into it and came away with an 8 tally total with Aoife Norris including getting her first All-Star uh, Grace Welch in the back line along with Laura Murphy and Claire Phelan in the half back line Denise Gold picking up her sixth All-Star Saturday night what a, a fantastic achievement for herself Julia Malone second Katie Nolan second Miriam Welch her third and also picking up the player of the year as well for the players alone we'll leave Brian aside just for a second but uh, overall you must be happy with a tally of eight uh, delighted, Martin, and delighted for all the girls. Um, but even delighted for the girls for the nominations. I mean, to to get eleven nominations and you're up there in the mix of the top camogie players in the country. I mean, all the girls must be delighted with the nominations alone. Never mind coming away with the all stars. I mean, we knew we had a good chance. We wouldn't be taking them all home, but certainly bringing home eight was excellent and delighted for them. And in particular, delighted for for Miriam. I mean, she only married literally a few weeks ago, and is obviously getting an all star and. And player, player of the year award as well. Um, yes, yeah, a testament to the player and how hard she's worked over the last over the last year in particular, and how well her game has come on. Yeah, well deserved and able to it. And it just it just shows where Kilkenny Camogie is at the moment. That we're we're delighted with how things are progressing along nicely. Exactly, and I know it's nice to have the tally as well. Little disappointing that maybe some of the girls that did play in an All Ireland final didn't get a nomination either and couldn't be part yeah. of the night there on Saturday night because it was a yeah. fantastic spectacle. It was. I mean, we'd love we'd love to have the whole team nominated, really, but we know it's not possible. And obviously, the the losing team and the other girls in the country, excellent talent that's come over here on the country, and obviously they deserve to be nominated as well. Only so many can get nominated, but we would love to have obviously the whole team up there and enjoying the occasion because it was a great night and it was a great event. And uh, yeah, and actually fair play to the Camogie Association and PwC for hosting it. it was it was well done, and we really enjoyed it. Yeah, we certainly did party in the night away until the wee hours of the morning. Um, also picking up another all star. 
star on the night as well was Brian Dowling getting the manager of the year I mean it's his second uh, award in three years having won the All-Earned in 2020 and 2022 as well a great man to have at the helm and sure he is back in for 2023 so what can the future hold for Kilkenny Camogie and Brian Dowling? Yeah, look at he's achieved everything now that can be achieved. Manager of the year, achieved the All Ireland. Uh, look at we have plenty of new talent coming up that would be delighted to have Brian um, as their manager as well. But it, Brian is not just a great camogie manager; he's a great man to actually help promote the game and promote our girls. I mean, and you know, and look at we're not looking that many qualities, but he's good to see what the girls need and we try to get the best for them. So he's not just there to coach them, but he's there to promote camogie as well and and get the best for our players. So he's an all rounder, and we're actually so lucky to have him. And absolutely wish him the best for the year going forward he certainly is and we will be uh, hearing what he had to say right after his award almost at the weekend as well which brings us because awards are great all this glamour the style and everything that was out on Saturday evening there's going to be more glamour and style next Saturday evening because those girls that won the All-Ireland final are back in August now I think it was um, are going to get their medals eventually at a big do on Saturday evening if you want to tell us about it Yes, yeah, so look, at we're heading to Hotel Kenny and thanks so much to Hotel Kenny for, for hosting us on the night on the 3rd of December coming up. 7.30, we're starting off with a lovely mulled-wide reception and some, some entertainment and promises to be a lovely night of fine food and dining. Delighted to be actually able to celebrate an All-Ireland in the same year that we won it and, and for the girls to see the year out in style. Yeah, look, at a well-deserved night against them and we really look forward to celebrating with the players. So the venue is Hotel Kilkenny. It is on this Saturday night coming the 3rd of December, starting with a mulled wine reception at half seven. Where can people buy the tickets and how much are they? Yeah, so the tickets are online at the moment, up for sale. Anybody who wishes to join us on the night, uh, they're 45 euro each and it, uh, it promises to be, to be a great night. We would love people to come along and join us and enjoy the celebrations. If our homecoming was anything to go by, we were so thrilled with the reception we got to Kenny from supporters and everything went so well. The weather, the crowd, the game, the results, we couldn't ask for better. Like Kenny is on, uh, Camogie and Kenny is on such a high profile at the moment that everybody is so delighted for us. We're delighted for the girls and it's, it's a really good time to be to be part of Kilkenny Camogie and when we get the opportunity to celebrate we'll try and do it with style. We certainly will and talk about being part of Kilkenny Camogie obviously convention was held by yourselves as well uh, last week and you're back in the helm for another year so looking forward to what's ahead and also a couple of new people in. Yeah so we've had a couple of obviously uh, yeah, new officers join us this year Um couple of retirees, Rosanna had her, her 10 years, uh, Rosanna Doyle from the Blacks and Whites Club, 10 years spent with, in, with her term with the Camogie, so she had to step away, but also Jer Carl and um, Damien Donoghue and Catherine O'Shea stepped away this year from the from the board, but um, they were absolutely super, and they've done for Kilkenny Camogie over, the, over their, their, their terms has been really much appreciated, and yeah, so we have a new development officer coming on board, um, Tom Farrell from Blacks and Whites, and um, back familiar faces Michael Ryan come back in as assistant treasurer and um, remind me now who's our other new person Martin God no you're having me what's your I'm after moving yeah. up the way so um, oh Eve is back Eve is back Lanigan, another familiar face will come back sorry Eve Eve is back in as PRO Martin yourself has moved on to the fixtures chair the vice chair so look at yeah, a little bit of move around swap the chairs a little bit and welcoming back new faces again our old faces um the executive but look at lots of work to be done and, and we need to remember everybody's a volunteer as well and all these roles are voluntary and to take up a lot of time so anybody who raises their hand up and is willing to help the board and put in a bit of work we really really appreciate it and that likewise goes to all of our committees as well we have a number of subcommittees between 
development and fixtures and finance and THDC. Lots of people there in the background helping and helping with stewarding with matches as well. And so, yeah, it, it takes a big crew to try and to run Camogie for the year. Um, but we need everybody on board and, and delighted to have, have everybody that's volunteered to take part next year. And yeah, looking forward to the year ahead. I suppose that this year gone was a, was a learning curve, but um, I think I might have an idea now what I'm supposed to be doing, Martin. There's no bother to you at all, at all. I think I'm getting there a little bit. But look at the end, look at it. It's all part of the course. It's all part of the course. It's the first time taking on a chairperson's role in, in such capacity. But There's no better training than doing yeah. it on the job, Teresa. Yes, yes. And you put me on the spot quite a few times. Uh, it's nothing like learning on the spot. Thanks very much. But um, yeah, look, I think I'm getting there now. It's uh, all time, says you. But uh, yeah, look, at, look, it's been a great year. And look, at, if I say if next year is anything to go by, or last year to go by, we hope next year will be just successful. And uh, we'll keep trying to work and keep improving things for us and for our girls. Well, with the help of God, and I know you're a busy lady this evening as well with uh, ferrying youngsters back and forth from training. So I really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us here on Come On Kind and the very best of luck to you and the rest of the committee for the upcoming year. And hopefully everyone is going to have an enjoyable night on Saturday evening. Well, Saturday evening. Martin, before you go, sorry, I just want to actually just give, congratulate James Stevens on the great win the weekend as well. Uh, on, on winning the, the Leinster Championship the Club Leinster Championship and it's great still to have a Kilkenny team in the hunt for an All-Ireland uh, trophy again so as I say it's, it's all good for Kilkenny Kimogi and congratulations James Stevens and congratulations to yourself and all you there and Lena and good work you're doing the, on the podcast keeping us all promoted thank well, you very much we, we try our best anyway we're not always suiting yeah. everybody but we're never going to do that anyway Exactly. Well, Teresa, thanks a million for that. I leave you get back to ferrying those youngsters and keep them at it because that's the important bit. And we'll see you on Saturday evening. Thanks, Martin. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Perfect. Thank thanks, thanks Teresa. Bye-bye. That was Bye-bye. Teresa Elward, of course, chairperson of Kill Kenny Camogie, joining us on the line there. And what a busy lady she is, no doubt. She's going to be full going at it for the coming year ahead. Full year at it is correct and we're going to be full at it here for the remainder of the Come On Kind podcast here this evening and we are going to touch a little bit now on the PWC All-Stars that did happen as Teresa said as well last Saturday evening we had 11, 11 nominations even and when we were here last week Anya was sitting in the hot seat that Paula is in this evening and she was going through her nominations and she got the goalkeeper right she did back uh, Libby Coppinger to get the cornerback position and Grace Welsh so she got two of the three right um bit disappointing really that we didn't have one of the Kilkenny girls in the cornerback position but Shauna Healy was the other girl that got the cornerback position she did get Saoirse McCarthy right she did get Laura Murphy right and while she was thinking that Claire Phelan might be in the hunt for it she did give the nod to Laura Tracy of Cork on that but Claire Phelan did actually get the award so we congratulate her she did pick Lorraine Bray for the middle of the field and she went with Aoife Donoghue as well she was him in Hawn for a while though thinking that Ashley Thompson would probably get it because she did help Waterford win the semi-final etc and Ashley Thompson did actually get the uh, midfield position um, she went for Quiva Costello in the half forward line along with Denise Gall and Ashley Marr in the centre forward position well in the half forward position it was actually Julianne Malone Beth Carton and Denise picking up the all-star awards there and she did pick the full forward line in total of Katrina Mackey of Cork Miriam Welsh of Kilkenny and Katie Nolan of Kilkenny so as Theresa and myself was alluding to there on uh, the phone call there with herself earlier Aoife Norris has picked up her 
first All-Star Award for the goal. Grace Welsh picking up her third. Laura Murphy also picking up her first award as well. Claire Feenan is her third. Denise Gall, sixth. Wow. Six All-Star Awards. Not a bad old tally that, so has it's that not... Been, what's, what's that? that hasn't been done before, has it? Uh, it has. Uh, um, Kate Kelly, if I'm not mistaken, has nine. Off the top of my head, I think it's nine. nine. I'm going to get a little to check that up for me now because the Road of Honour is around there, but I think it is nine. Um, Julia Malone picking up her second. Casey Nolan also with her second. And Miriam Welsh picking up her third award. But she also picked up Player of the Year award as well. And you were there Saturday night and we all had a great night. It was a brilliant spectacle. Great that the Kilkenny girls were honoured. Um, we knew that we were going to get a good tally. And in fairness to Anya, she picked 11 of the 15, uh, 12 of the 15 actually, which wasn't a bad old tally at all. So sure, it all stars. She wasn't as good as you, Martin. You were on the ball on uh, Saturday night. And right? I picked all the soaring stars correctly, yeah. yes. And you I, got most of the uh, the the actual uh, all-star winners as well. I think you're only out in two, were you? Uh, a few of them, but no. Look, it was a great night. I mean, you know, it's everyone has well, different you know choices. It's lovely to see all of the different girls from different teams together and just having them all together, meeting people from the different counties, having you know the chats, the banter's, discussing. I had a great discussion with some of the dairy uh, people with regard to Camogie up there. How's going? You know. Um, you were like royalty above in the place. I mean, anyone that passed by you knew who you were. And that was just, it was lovely. Like, I mean, I, I got to have a chat with um, Sheila Wallace and Phyllis Bresen. Um, that was just, that was just lovely. I got my usual hug. I mean, we hug. can't go past them without the hug. I, they were just, it was just, it was just nice to see people like, you know, and even chat to people. Um, I got to talk to some of the Waterford girls and, and there seems to be a very strong push down there at the moment. Um, it just, and even just to see them intermingling and everybody meeting each other and having the chats. And that's, at the end of the day, lads, I know we all love winning and we all love participating, but it is all about making memories and taking those memories with you and like I mean it was just it was a lovely night and, it was and a great night to be fair yeah, it really yeah. was now very enjoyable and well done I have to say I mean even the branding when you walked into the place I mean PWC star outside the hotel entrance that you went through it on the red carpet it felt like a red carpet night it felt special um, and even um, I have to say I enjoyed Mario Rosenstock as well which is a bit of Davy banter it was quite funny <laughs> at the time but um, well, I, I don't know I don't know how uh, how other felt about it but it was just very interesting well I my producer is telling me here that I did say that Ashley Thompson helped Waterford win the semi-final she did actually help Cork to beat Waterford in the semi-final that's what I meant to say yeah. um, on that one. You see, she does listen to me sometimes. Occasionally, occasionally. But no, it was it was a great event. It was great for Kilkenny to pick up um, eight All Stars. Miriam definitely deserved the Player of the Year award. We picked oh, that straight up. Look at the up. ovation she got when she went up. I think even the other players, like you know, uh, the Galway tail behind us, they were cheering. They gave a big mass, <coughs> excuse me, a massive cheer when she went up. So obviously she like, they cheered. I mean, I mean, they were the best table in the place. I mean, they cheered every nomination. To they nearly took the roof off it. Well, I had to. I think. It was one of the players was it was it it wasn't Sarah 
Dervins was it Mother Sean he- oh, it was Sean Healy did get the all sir. Oh, Sean Healy's yeah. mother I think went up to collect sister went up to collect was it sister and then there was another um, a mam went up to collect it now I have to say I did enjoy Grace Welch's dad going up to yeah it was Ashley's oh, mam went up to yeah, pick right. it and Mickey went up for Grace's yeah. Yeah. and I did see something on social media about Tullerone at least uh, <laughs> you've finally gotten your all stars no, Tullerone put up the post on a congratulations to Mickey on his first all star so I thought that was very good I just thought it was great it was it was a real it was a real sort of party banter about the whole thing you know and it was really enjoyable but it's just um, the Galway crowd were just hilarious behind us they got a great laugh and they were enjoying every bit of banter along they were the disappointed there were only one uh, award yeah I, I cornerback was the only one that they got yeah for an you know for an All-Ireland semi-finalist you would be wouldn't you mm. I mean, you know? Kenny had eight in total. Cork had four. Uh, Waterford had who'd two. You, who would you drop off to put on? Well, you see, that's it. I mean, we were disappointed that we had no one back in the cornerback position with Michelle or Tiffy uh, missing out on it as well. So, you know. And like, I mean, you know, it was, it's, you just don't know. Like, let's, I suppose, I guess, it's, it, trying to pick that team, uh, by the end of it, you can nearly go with a pin and, and, put it in it and sure, like, look we know how hard it is even when we were trying to pick the, the team of the year like as well which we eventually did get uh, sorted out for the weekend but yeah no look the All-Stars was great congratulations to all our winners Brian Dowden picking up manager of the year second time in three years as well he's after picking it up and he was so humble about it I was talking to him afterwards so humble he said he, like he said it's easy to manage a bunch of girls like that and like he said it's not just about the old like you could just feel it and even all the girls even Miriam commented on that I think in her speech she said it's easy for me to stand up here when you've got a panel of 30 something odd girls that go training every week and put in the work and the hard work and you wouldn't be there only for them and that's that's nice to hear that being acknowledged as well Well talking about our star player because she did pick up two stars in total Miriam Welch getting the her third all star on the night and also players player of the year which was voted for by all of the players around the country which made it even more special a week after her wedding Miriam Welch talked to me directly after she picked up her awards Miriam Welch congratulations uh, fantastic night for yourself here at the PwC All-Star Awards your third All-Star but also picking up the Players Player of the Year award as well how are you feeling after it all? Um, thanks very much, Martin. Yeah, I'm over the moon. Um, look, I know it's an individual award, but I wouldn't have accepted this award if it was only for my teammates and the great management team. I suppose the supply of all I was getting in, it made my game easier and they're just a brilliant group of girls to play with and I wouldn't be accepting this award if it wasn't for them. Exactly. It's been a fantastic year for yourself, for the team. But you don't do things in halves, do you? You go along, you win an All-Ireland final, you then have a wedding to poor Noel um, (laughs) coming up in the middle of everything as well. It's been a pretty hectic year for yourself. How did you get through it all? Um, Yeah, no, look, it was was very hectic. I suppose I was lucky in the sense with work. I work for Resilience, who were so phenomenal working around me and giving me the time off that I needed to focus on the camogie. But yeah, no, the wedding was brilliant. It was over in a flash of a a flash of an eye really it was a quick day but it was also an enjoyable day and it was great to have the Kilkenny Camogie girls share my special day with me and that's what sport's about I suppose 
talk about the rest of the year to us as well winning second All-Ireland in three years 2020-2022 a bit special this year having everyone back in Crow Park but being in person here tonight as well with the All-Stars with all your teammates and picking up eight awards on the night as well with all your individual accolades it's been a fantastic year for everyone Yeah it's been absolutely brilliant Martin I suppose in 2020 your parents and family members were watching it from at home so this year our All-Ireland was just brilliant to have a full stadium back again and to be at an All-Stars Awards I can't really remember the last time I think it was even 2017 the last time I was at an All-Stars Award but no it's brilliant to be mingling with people again and we're just kind of happy to have uh, Covid behind us a small bit anyway so I know we're delighted to be back again and it's great to see the girls from all different counties you know chatting to the Galway ones the Mead ones the Dublin ones that's what it's all about that's what sports about it's great exactly and sport is also about family as well because you can't do much without family in the background as well and Dick Welch is going around with the biggest <laughs> smile on his face here in Crow Park this evening he's one proud daddy yeah no look he's very very proud and in fairness to him he said to me today look Mareem if you don't get the player of the year award I'll still be proud of you so that was good enough for me and it didn't put any pressure on me but no I'm absolutely thrilled and delighted that hard work paid off I heard you got a fresh for jersey during your wedding as well. Is the rumours of a transfer true? Oh, stop. No, no, it is not, Martin. I, as soon as they gave me a fresh for jersey, Dick was like giving all a Tullerone jersey. He was quick off the mark. But uh, no, I'll stay loyal to Tullerone or the Walsh household will, <laughs> won't be happy. But no, um, I'm living in Freshford at the moment and it's a lovely parish. But no, I'll stick to playing with Tullerone for now. The sash will still be worn by you next year. <laughs> oh, it'll still be worn hopefully Martin yeah yeah no. well, Miriam Welsh congratulations on a fantastic year all came to a culmination tonight of the Players Player of the Year awards and your third All-Star as well well done thanks very much Martin I tell you one thing Paula Dowling if you had to see Dick's face on Saturday night because when that interview was over himself and Noel was out in the void and they were having great banter and I came out to him and I said Dick it's official I said we've had the word Miriam is getting a transfer next year. She's going to transfer. Well, you should have seen the face as I'd soon as I said it. Pink pigs flying in the sky <laughs> if that was to happen. Look, delighted oh. for her. She's just a lovely girl and she's very good at her time with, you know, going to clubs or even going to trainings or whatever. And you'd often see her down on the pitch in Freshford. And she's just delighted for her. Really, I'm delighted for her. Um, it's just nice to see somebody and I didn't realise it was so long since she'd been at an All-Stars that's the thing it's just that it amazed me that it was so many years but I suppose in between Covid and everything else um, and I suppose we were you know a little bit down there for a while but we're back up so Kilkenny are on the way up hopefully and, keep and well, we always had the nominations but yeah just in person ones and yeah. having won it back then in 16 and then 20 because obviously there was no in person one in 2020 as well which is a bit disappointing but um, no it was great uh, we did catch up with Brian Dowling um, as well but that's a, a fairly lengthy in-depth interview with him so if you want to hear any of that you can of course go on to the Scoreline uh, Extra on scoreline.ie and go in and all of the post-match reaction um, from James Stevens and all of the games can be found on that dedicated uh, Scoreline Sports website um, and you'll be able to find it there but one person that we 
did catch up with, obviously, was Aoife Norris, who picked up her very first All-Star on Saturday evening for playing in the goal. And the goalkeepers, especially from a winning team, Paula, don't normally get the recognition. It's always another person. Well, even backs and goalkeepers don't get the same recognition as forwards. At least forwards, you've got an end product. You're getting a score. Yeah. Um, Whereas backs, I suppose, it's harder to nail it down. You really have to shine um, uh, in order to get there but like Aoife Norris what can we say she had some year um, some pair of hands and pulled off some great saves throughout the year Unbelievable and she was also delighted to pick up her first um, All-Star Award Aoife Norris congratulations you're just had to picking up your first PwC All-Star Award for goalkeeper must be feeling happy tonight I look it's a great um, honour really um I would have never really expected, but it's just a nice bonus for the top off the year that we had. Um, it's nice to get um, acknowledged on the individual award uh, based off the team, though. So just winning the All Ireland is always the main priority, but just getting that extra award is just a nice bonus to top off the year. Individual accolades are always, I suppose, a choice of people. Some agree with them, some don't. You certainly did deserve it during the year, but your first one is always special. You'll never forget it. No, look, it's a fantastic night and I'm uh, honoured to achieve it. But look, I wouldn't be there without the team either. So um, all the other girls are fully deserving of it. And there's probably another 30 or so back in Kilkenny that should equally be deserved to be here tonight as well. And look, it's a team effort at the end of the day. And it's nice to get the individual uh, acknowledgement, but it's because of them that we are all here tonight. Good night for Kilkenny too. One of eight you were, eight in total. Nice haul. Disappointment with a, a couple, a couple of girls in there disappointed as well. But yeah. that's uh, the all stars, I suppose. <laughs> People will agree with them. People won't agree with them. But uh, eight. Did you think it was a fair tally? Yeah, look, I know there's going to be people disappointed and people that probably feel like they, sh- they should deserve one as well. But look, that's the way it goes. And uh, I suppose it'll give you more motivation for next year as well. And hopefully we can do the back to back. And look, it's great that we have eight. It's a fantastic achievement to top off the year, as I said. And look. We'll drive it on for next year now and get that O'Duffy back again again is the main priority. Well, it was a great year for yourselves, but it'll be topped off very nicely just after Christmas. You have a couple of weeks off and then you're jetting off on your holiday. Looking forward to that? Yeah, look, I actually can't wait. It has been a tough few months fundraising every single weekend. We thought we were on an off-season, but we've probably seen more of the team now than we have during training. Every single weekend we've been doing something, but uh, look, it's fantastic and it's... It's what the team deserves, really. Like, it's nice to get that, as I said, that award and, and the recognition that we deserve. Like, um, to go off on a holiday and really enjoy it. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Well, Ethan Norris, you've just been crowned best goalkeeper in Ireland for 2022. Congratulations. Thanks very much. <laughs> Yeah, we certainly congratulate Aoife as well. Paula, talking to all of the players at the weekend, especially any of them that we did manage to pick up an interview with, the humility of every one of the players is unbelievable and everything comes back to the team while individual mm. accolades is great it always comes back to the team very much so and what you could also see with them all is that it was like always referencing the number of players that were on the panel and it wasn't a team it was a panel correct yeah even the, I look. I remember even said in her speech, it wasn't the team. She said it was the whole panel. Um, Brian, the same thing. It's the whole panel. It's a panel of girls, and like I mean, I do firmly believe that that kind of um, that attitude will actually take us places. Like I mean, you can even. But another thing, I know I probably shouldn't even say it, but it's like, did you pick up that it's not enough for them? 
Oh yeah, there's more wanted and more yeah, you there. Could, there yeah, is yeah. still a massive hunger there with those girls um, and they're enjoying the celebration and enjoying the downtime and they rightly they deserve it. Every single one of them from, you know, every single girl that's on that panel deserves the accolades that they're getting but still at the same time they were all so down to earth so calm they all made time if you met and even that you met they stopped for a chat had a word it was just it was a real family atmosphere or something like I know it was like it just felt really really good and and but there's some of them they could be at the two levels if you know what out of one another when they go out in the field and as soon as they met above in Crow Park Saturday nights was like as if they were the best of friends they were just chatting the same as they would if you were down in a pub or anywhere else it was lovely actually but you see the whole attitude of years ago of that parochial sort of you know war and and you know you know blood like I think it's unbelievable they had blood on them their shorts and their on to an under 12 team you know that kind of thing <clears throat> you know I want to see you coming out there with blood on those sticks and those legs that kind of thing yeah. that is gone it is now play the game play it fair play it tough off the pitch then they're walking off the pitch and they're having the chats mm. so it's a different mentality but I think that's because it has become more professional it has become more as seen as you play your game you give it 110% but Outside of that, you have other things in your life. And I suppose it's not that you don't have that. The passion is still there, but you don't have the level of psychoticness that sometimes was associated with games before, you know. And that was brilliant. And it's even just, as I said, it was an opportunity for some people just to catch up and chat to people and just to, you know, you know, like find out, you know, how their club is going, how do they get on, what the demographic. Some of them going to college as well with yeah, one another. A lot of them well. are going to college, yeah, and they know each other. And that's the other thing when you're playing on a college's team, whether it's you know for the Ashburn or the Purcell or the Mar or whatever, you end up living beside or living with the girls that should be playing against probably later on in the year. So you know each other inside and out and there's always a bit of healthy banter and there's always a bit of crack and on one way if you think about it on a club team you forge bonds from when you're playing under sixes all the way up and you see each other in the pitch twice or three times a week. But in college for that intense period from September until May you're living with these girls and because the camogie sort of situations whereby you're travelling to matches travelling on buses um, heading out on nights together you usually find that after first year a lot of the camogie girls end up living in the same houses um, and they all get to know each other because they understand the way of life as in you know it's training it's getting up in the morning it's looking after their diet so there's a commonality and they're all going through the same process so it's you're making those friends and those friends I even say are still friends with a lot of the girls I played Ashburn with and friends for life don't we know as we found out on Saturday I mean as we said <laughs> I look, it was, royalty but definitely it was just, royalty it was, but it was, it's lovely to see though after all them years well like it? yeah and the fact that people remember you like because you know you, a lot of Camogie players will play at different teams but they'll remember different things or whatever well and Phyllis Breslin certainly remembers you anyway ah uh, look she's an usher she has some character she's an usher dote and I, you know what I loved every single person that went up past her that was nominated either for a storing star or for an all star she shook hands she with did. every single yeah. one and um, I was just we were just talking in general and I was saying Jesus this is mad I said the two Sheila Wallace is there and Phyllis Breslin and across the table was Miriam O'Callaghan Miriam was there yeah and Liz Howard was there the referee not the the TV presenter and uh, (laughs) before we get confused but she was across the way and she would have refereed the first fail of final that we played against in Lee Shoffley and I'd been talking to some of the Galway girls and you know they were we were just talking in general and I said yeah I said I'm just I said I know I look young even though and started laughing at me which didn't help the process after earlier on that I'd be told that I looked old um, I got a lot of abuse on Saturday night but we were talking to him and I said oh yeah I said well I'd be more like um, 
Sharon Glynn and Tracy Laheen and the stories then that proceeds to tell me about them and uh, look that's that's what it's all about it's about talking to people it's about at the end of the year being able to sit down and have the crack have the banter and let the hair down a little bit and it's and a lovely it, social event oh look when I looked at the dance floor and saw I think there was at one stage I think there was about 12 different counties all dancing together yeah. it didn't matter that's what it's all about and I suppose it's acknowledging the efforts that were put in but the one thing with the Kilkenny girls I see it again every single one of them said it was the panel effort and yeah. that's what it's all about and also mentioned a lot of them mentioned the backroom team as well yeah, and that the really struck a, a chord with mm. everybody that was there but yeah it was brilliant so it was uh, and I do think as well it was said to me that you know thanks was given to the county board for the efforts that they had put in during the year from players as well so like I mean it's not you're doing all I know like you've done a lot of work and everything and you're beaving way behind the back in the back round but it's great to hear that the girls actually acknowledge that as well because like it takes what is it it takes it takes uh, what is it it takes a village to raise a child it takes I'd say about a village to keep a county board and a count, all the county teams going together and, and it, it is more than a village I can tell you nearly but yeah that is about all that we have for the All-Stars anyway it was a great evening yes we were right with Kate Kelly nine All-Star awards dating back from 2004 all the way to 2016 as well so Kate holds the record we can't find anyone else with ten but we do know I knew I had it in my mind somewhere that she was after winning nine somewhere so that's, that's over a period of 12 yeah, years that's phenomenal. Like, that's phenomenal. And I think she's actually on the All-Star Committee now as well, which is even nice that she has been given All-Stars before by somebody else and now she's actually picking some All-Stars herself. So, yeah, great. Great night all around. Fantastic. Um, and we congratulate all of our winners. Miriam on the Player, Player of the Year and also to Brian Dowling, our Manager of the Year as well. As we said earlier, it was a busy weekend because obviously James Stevens was partaking in their very first ever Leinster final and we have been saying it all along from the time this competition started with James Stevens going in, whether it was going to be them or whoever it was in Kilkenny, we always wanted a Kilkenny and Carlo final in Leinster. We got it at the weekend and James Stevens, at the first time of asking, came away with a five-point victory, one seven to five points over our neighbours in Moishal. And the score was helped by a fantastic goal by Michelle Teen in the first half to give the village women a lead going in at halftime. And Paula Dowling, you were there with me in Clane yesterday. And it was a fantastic occasion. I nearly had to think because it I was wondering like what ten, day it feels, was. Feels like about uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, no, uh, Michelle T and that run for that goal was phenomenal. Um, I think she covered about thirty-five or forty meters um, to get on the end of the pass. But it's just—I think it, like she just covered some amount of ground and even just had the foresight to get into that right position. Um, it can't be under—it can't be underestimated how she actually dealt with that ball. But it was—it was an interesting game. Um, initially, I thought that. Michael, I suppose, when Kira Quirk got injured, do you remember the first half? I do, over the far sideline, yeah, yeah. I think that sort of shook her. They were very much reliant upon Quiva Jordan and herself to do a lot of the work, I thought, throughout the match. And I think when Kira Quirk got injured, it seems to take a little bit of the fire out of them. But James Stevens, like, I mean, at one stage, Hannah Stagat came out with a ball in the first half. And she came out with such aggression. I think she bounced off about three players and then she drove it down. But there was some crunching tackles going in. Like, I mean, it was it wasn't it wasn't a game for the faint hearted. Now there was no dirt in it. There no, was no, a dirty no, no. stroke in it. But it was a physical game. 
And well, I know I give out about some of the decisions that Ray Kelly gave the day that we were below in Wexford that we did play them but I have to say he added to a fantastic spectacle over the weekend. It was really well refereed as well and both teams really enjoyed it. So Both referees on the yeah, day were very good. We have to congratulate Liz. She was doing the junior Even match though, as well. Even like, though I, I just get to my wick when I hear somebody shouting in the stands going steps or this, that and the other and all the rest of it or free out, that should be a free. Like I have to say what I liked about it the play flowed. Yeah. Okay, and there was consistency. The big thing was, and I'm sick of seeing it. No, when they're not doing a proper hand pass. Yeah. and steps but the only thing now on the consistency and we nearly had a disagreement with this as well because there was a 50-50 call almost the exact same tackle was in both games uh, where I was calling one half of it with the minute and knocking Nana and it went completely the opposite direction and you had the same kind of a foul then in the James Stevens and Moishel game and it went the complete opposite way to what it did go in the first half the charging rule to a such or who makes the initial contact on someone is still a little bit of a grey area. That's the only fault, that's the only I bit of inconsistency. We yeah. at the time, but like, I mean, I always think normally, normally the benefit is usually given to the forward. Not always. Not always, but in a lot of matches, you'd have to agree, Martin, most people, most refs, the forwards will get the advantage with the guard to it coming in. Well, we find it the opposite, um, especially at inter-county games, because we know we've even had Colette Dormer um, coming with a lot of balls with semi-finals and finals that we thought she was harshly done by, um, and the free was given against her, and she picked up, obviously, the yellow card for her as well. So it is. it still is a grey area. It is a grey area. And you know what the thing is, and I'm, not, I'm just saying it, if you actually look at the size of the player, that has a big impact on it and that if you have a tall girl right who's coming in and is trying to shield the ball and you have a small shorter girl coming in right think about if you're putting your arms out or whatever where's your arm going to connect with it's going to be a high tackle straight away do you know what I mean you have to look at that sort of aspect of it as well but look either way the refs did a great job no it was very well done yeah yeah, and it was it was was great to watch the only thing is if I see another roll lift oh my god (laughs) Drive me to drink. Oh. It's not even funny. Like, and and the other thing that is creeping into the game, which is a hurling thing, is that people stop to strike a ball. Yeah, you mentioned that a couple of times. Watch, the watch yeah. matches. People stop to strike a ball, whereas they don't strike it on the run. Now, um, Emma Minogue got a lovely point there in the second half. She hit it on the run and went straight over. Now I have to say, I think it was on. Now, where was she? Anya Dolan was coming in hard behind her. Now, if she had stopped to strike the ball, she would have hooked her. And she actually only did, did that a couple of times in the match. Her blocking and hooking was really good for Michel. Um, I suppose towards they the end... They did miss chances. You oh, you, you mentioned oh. for both teams missing chances. But I mean, Michel had a penalty, penalty miss. Um, they hit the post a couple of times with points, you know. That's what the, I'm saying. The penalty that in particular... That wouldn't be typical of Kira Quirk, though. No, it was, it was a disappointing penalty. That's why I'm wondering... They moved her back in. She had been sort of coming out a bit on the she was in the corner and they moved her back into full forward. So I don't know if she was 100% right after that bang. You know what I mean? Because even the way she stood up to it, there was no conviction in her, which wouldn't be her because Kira doesn't miss things like that. She's no. like... She's a finisher. And I have to say... And for then another, she went off a freeze as well. Yeah, for another girl that done very well, I thought Molly Burke on Ali Rosicko, um in the forward, like... Ali we know what she's like because we've seen her play with Carlo even in 2016 when they won the junior premier title above in Crow Park is an excellent player but she got no score at all at the weekend and I think that was testament to Molly Burke she played really well on her Oh she did she was like it was it, it was she was stuck to her like I mean there was no space given there whatsoever also 
Emma Gaffney cleared out some ball there towards the end. She really did. Now she was coming out, and it, like wasn't necessarily. Sometimes it was the the big clearance, but other times it was a smart, intelligent play and playing it off. Um, but like that penalty was sort of the the changing point in the game. And I know. Well, there was only what was a four point I think was in it at that, that stage. stage. Yeah, there was only four points, so it could have made um, a, a massive difference and also for James Stevens moving forward they got loads of ga- they got game time into their subs as well towards the end because they utilise their panel which is really going to be important moving forward especially when they have um, for the next game against the Galway champions Castle Gar, Castle yeah, Gar two weeks yeah. time yeah. And I, like, mean, I mean it's a two week turnaround it is. if they have any injuries they're going to have to you know mind those get them right um, pitches are going to get heavier there's no point in saying it's not going to get heavier there's under 22 matches in between the the under, yeah, under 22 well, yeah. matches in between and I suppose it's just going to be a case of um, batting down the hatches and, and see how it goes but at least they got game time into their players but what I liked about the girls is that even if things weren't going right they kept going and that's the one thing when it gets to this time of the year it is all about do you want it are you willing to win the dirty ball are you willing you know to get in there and win it and I mean Michael were a strong they're a strong team there's no point in saying that physically they're strong but I suppose with them Minogue what worked well for her is that when she went for the ball she was going in low And I'm sick of saying this. If you go in low, you will get your freeze. Get over the ball and take control. But she's of it. like a bull terrier. Like she comes away with she, so much dirty ball. She actually bounced off somebody at one stage, and I could see her. She went flying and landed on her backside. But straight away, she bounced back up again. It was yeah. like she was on a trampoline bouncing back up again. So it was great. And then if you looked at Eva Cantwell, Michelle T, and Neve Dealey did a lot of work off the ball mm. more so than on it like I mean her reading of the game she was, was well really marshalled I mean Kate Nolan and herself was, was having a great, great battle with one another brilliant and Kate is some hurler as well unbelievable but I yeah. think in the last few minutes um, I suppose Michelle Superior looked to have more in her at the end and I suppose when you're ahead you're inclined to push on from there but I thought that and was I brilliant. think in the midfield positions too Michael slightly had the edge over James Stevens because Breach Nolan and Tara Wilson was on an awful lot of ball as well for two midfielders Tara Wilson was on a fierce amount altogether mm. I thought alright and I suppose it, as I was, we're looking at it at one stage it looked like all of the players were located in the middle third of the pitch The was you mentioned it there yeah, was, it was what, five, five players and one of them was the goalkeeper in yeah. the, the half yeah and it felt like it was all concentrated there um now whether that was a tactic by either team I don't know but I felt it suited Michael more so than James Stevens. but the ball wasn't coming in quick enough into the Michael forwards in order to capitalise on that and like I mean this is the one thing I suppose at this time of year what I'd be saying is that I know there's a time and place for the slow build up and all the rest of it but I'd be inclined to let the ball in fast get it in there fast okay it's slippy slidey conditions that's the time when a goalkeeper is going to make a mistake yeah and it's it's James Stevens have fast players they do have fast players and that would have st- stood to them and like as well as that when you had that space you don't have to have pinpoint accuracy you're playing the spaces to the left or right of the forward and making that move so that you could back because uh Rachel and Kira are uh, Kira Daney, they're well able to move so it's like let the ball do the work let it in and let them chase it out and then bring it back in that would be just my own assessment moving forward it'll be quite interesting to see how it goes against Castlegar because I'd imagine like all Galway's teams they will be quite physical 
so it, it'll be a battle and the attrition after yesterday now I say today they probably don't have any aches or pains after winning but like it's tomorrow and the day after when they go back for the first training session where they start to feel all the twinges but I'm sure John Scott and company will have everything under control at that stage but it was a brilliant game very enjoyable to watch considering the conditions considering the time of year um, and I suppose it makes you think you'd be hoping to be able to go over the next one well, you never know. I mean, it's a, pheno- a phenomenal record at the minute when you look at it up to the weekend um, in all the games that they have played in Championship. And as we said, this is their first period of Leinster as well partaking in it. They've lost two games, two Championship matches in four years. Like, that's a bad record. That's not a bad record at all at all. Um, and as you say, well, you never know how a person may go. But I did manage to catch up with John Scott after the game and we did have that discussion during our conversation. John Scott, we come in out of the cold, but you're a happy man. You're now, an all, uh, I won't say an All-Ireland yet, but you're a Leinster winning manager on the way into the All-Ireland series. Must be happy after defeating Moishel today. We are. We were actually glad to hear the final whistle there. Uh, look, so happy for the girls. And this was just pure grit again that got us over the line today, I thought. Like, now, I, and I do say it all the time, there's, just, there's no end to these girls. It's just to keep on driving on and driving on. Well, he certainly drove on in the first half. I mean, the goal that he got before half-time with Rachel Lahey setting up Michelle Tien for what was an outstanding goal really put you on the right foot going forward. And it was a dog of fight right to the end. Now, conditions were tough underfoot as well, albeit it was a dry day, but the ball was sticking a lot in the ground. There was a lot of rocks. He, he really had to grind it out in the end. We did have to grind it out. And it kind of played that Michel, like that kind of suited them a little bit, I thought, in the first half, the way we were playing ourselves even, because we were breaking down a lot when we we moved the ball fast we were putting them under pressure but when we got it into the full forward line we kind of slowed it down the girls were going trying to go for goals the whole time whereas I kept on just telling them to put the ball over the bar keep the ball game flowing but look the goal helped us immensely kind of settled us a little bit as well I think we got the next two scores after that as well and it kind of did settle us a bit like and it was good, great like, I thought we actually could have got one or two more goals in the first half as well but look that's the way it is the goal helped us massively we spoke the last day about indiscipline and what was keeping St. Bridget's in it at half time as well. Complete role reversal today. I mean, you were forced out to most of the balls, we'll say, every time. I mean, the backs were immense, as your forwards were, but particularly the backs today, they really pushed Michael to the pin of their collar and didn't give many easy scores. No, I think every, any score that Michael got between, the, obviously, the frees, but anything that they got from play, they really had to work hard to get the free or to get the score. Uh, yeah, I thought our backs, again, were excellent today. Um, but we were working and, and as what you were saying there last week uh, about keeping Bridget in it uh, kind of during the training this week we worked on it we kept on hounding at the girls to be out in front be out in front be out in front and not to be giving away a silly freeze the girls have to throw it up at some stage like get the hook or the block in uh, not to be giving away a lazy free as we call them but look yeah, no, I thought this was excellent today now the world for a small club like yourselves you know it's great second attempt at the county final win the intermediate it only took you one attempt to win Leinster you're now in an All-Ireland semi-final, John. I can see the cogwheel turning in the head and I know you only take one game at a time. But where is the possibilities of this team going? Yeah, look, and I keep on saying, I even said at the beginning of the year, there's no end to them. They just keep on driving on and driving on. And not just us, or as regards management, but to drive one another on. Like, even last, after Saturday, 
last week against St. Bridget's, we were in the dressing room with them after and we were asking them to know when did they want to go training again and they said Sunday morning. The following morning, half nine, they're all back out in the Kells Road, running around, playing a game because they get on so well together. They have actually, they enjoy, as Neve Dealey said in the speech, they actually look forward coming down from Dublin every Wednesday night to actually train, which I tell you is massive <laughs> to get me. Like you, you don't even have to coax them. They just keep, there's, there's no end to them, there's no end to them and they just, they want themselves, they want to keep on going. But that just shows that the spirit that's here in that team, you know, it's great that all of them, they're, the camaraderie, you know, they're all friends. You could see what it meant to every one of them as soon as that final whistle went. They were all out together and congratulating one another. You love to see that in a team. Oh, I love to see it, yeah. And, and it's... As we even said, like, I think there's, there's 31 of us on the panel there. And like they even go to talk to the girls that are they probably don't get any game in the intermediate, as in this team, but they always play in the junior. But the girls are always dragging them on, dragging them on. Even in training, they're always egging them up. You know, the girls that are starting, they're always getting onto the subs to come on, improve, improve, improve. And that's, it's just huge for the club, like, you know, especially to have the likes of Neil Dealey and Michelle and Sophie and even Emma Minogue and all their like, senior players. Like, uh, it's just brilliant to have them at training. Like. You said you love the underdog, ta- or the underdog tag. You were that today coming in again moistly because they had the experience of being there before. You now go up again, Castle Gower of Galway. Another step up for yourselves. Probably the underdog going into the game again, but it's in Bourne. It's in a pitch that you're fairly familiar with with your time as a Kilkenny manager as well. It is, yeah. And look, and even just uh, just after the game there, we were just talking about it in two weeks' time against Castle Gower. Look, uh, we'll do or we haven't. Even, we didn't even look at anything belonging to them now yet, but we will do over the next two weeks. Uh, but we'll do our homework on them and but I think the next game is in a good hurling pitch in Bur. it should be a good surface things like that like so it'll suit hopefully a good hurling team like and, and as I said we'll have our homework done on Castle Gar. I'd say there'll probably be a few of them down here today having a look as well <laughs> You never know the spies everywhere going but John Scott congratulations on a fantastic victory you are the Leinster champions and I'll leave you go and enjoy it with the rest of the team Thanks very much Martin yeah, that was, of course, John Scott, the manager of the James Stevens team. And I managed to catch up with a couple of players afterwards as well. And one of them had a huge smile on her face. And that was the centre-back, Aoife Cantwell. And she spoke to me after the match. Aoife Cantwell, congratulations. You have a huge smile on your face and why wouldn't you? You've just been crowned Leinster champions for a club at intermediate level after a brilliant victory against Moishal. The smile tells a thousand pictures, but how do you feel? Absolutely unbelievable. Couldn't feel any happier now. It's just, it's real, really surreal feeling. And um, to be Leinster champions is just absolutely top class with your club as well. There's no kind of prouder moment. And um, just to see some of the girls stepping up today, we were missing one or two girls, and the uh, younger girls that came in were absolutely unbelievable. So just credit to all the team and the management. It's just, it's been a fantastic year, and just can't wait now for the semi final. And brilliant to be at the All-Ireland stages. So we'll just have to keep hoping that we keep going now and make it all the way to the All-Ireland. You're dead right. It has been a fantastic year. I mean, you won your county title after two attempts. You didn't need that many at Leinster. First time, (laughs) first victory. What a way to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And thank God we did. um, Because coming back next year, it would be harder to get that far again. And 
just the last day, I think our semi-final, our Leinster semi-final was very tough and credit to the St. Bridges girls, they were brilliant. Um, so I think that really pushed us on. Now today we were just really wanted to win and to start well today was our main kind of focus because we haven't started well some of the matches and we've been kind of clawing back all the time. So today to start well and to go in on top at half time was brilliant for us and we knew then our work rate would have to be savage in the second half to keep that win. Well, your work rate certainly was. Is it fair to say you're in discipline as a backline? Hadn't been great in the previous two games, but in fairness today, you were out in front of nearly all the balls. You didn't give the Moishal forwards any kind of attempt at goal at all. They were really made to work for the attempts that they had. You must have done some training and good work over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> well, we did, yeah, we did. And I think, well, Philly would be telling us to play from the front all the time and to back ourselves. So I think we really did that for the first time today. Um, some of the girls now have been doing it all along. But I think, as you said, as a unit, we definitely were much better at it today. Um, so hopefully we bring that now to the, to the All-Ireland semi as well. And you just alluded to that fact you now are in the All-Ireland semi-final in a couple of weeks against Castlegar of Galway. Another big challenge for yourselves, but I mean, there's no one standing in your way at the minute, you know. You'll go into that game and you won't be fearful of Castlegar. Exactly, yeah. And I suppose when you're playing teams from different counties, we don't know too much about them. You can watch their matches all and all the rest, but... Uh, John will do the analysis, don't worry. <laughs> they will, plenty of analysis. And Chuck and Todd still watch games several times. Um, so at least that work is done for us. We don't have to think too much about that we're told what to do and where to be so um, I suppose we just need to back ourselves again and believe in our own ability that we can do it and hopefully things will go our way Aoife Cantrell don't stop smiling you are a Leinster champion go enjoy the rest of the celebrations <laughs> thanks very much Ryan Oh, it's great to see girls smiling, especially after they won. One girl that wasn't smiling, unfortunately, Saturday evening uh, was Michelle Tien because she was up at the All-Stars. She was nominated, unfortunately didn't pick up an All-Star, but there was no sharing the excitement that she was feeling after the final whistle as well on Sunday. A mad 24 hours for our county star. And Michelle spoke to me again after the match. Michelle Tien, you're absolutely shivering with the cold but it doesn't matter because you are a Leinster champion at club level with James Stevens. you bet Michael today how are you feeling? Up the village <laughs> I know we're buzzing um, we knew last week we actually we knew from the county final we haven't been performing the way we can and today I'm just so delighted that we did have moves we weren't wasn't perfect now but we did show our supporters and they came out in Hundred, well, <laughs> close to hundreds, yeah, um, to support. So we're buzzing now that we actually gave them, so, gave them a show, like, and came out with the win. Yeah, a bit of a windfall for yourself. Disappointment last night at the All Stars, but then to come out, put in a performance like that today with your own club, win the Leinster final at your first attempt, and now you are going forward to an All Ireland semi final against the Galway champions. Overall, it wasn't a bad weekend. No, not a bad weekend. I know it's an absolute honour to even be nominated, but I will say it's not great preparation for a match the night before, <laughs> and I, fixtures should just not be like that. But anyway, I knew they were completely two separate things. Like one doesn't affect the other. So I'm so happy. Like the Mount girls are happy here now today. So I'm absolutely delighted to, to be here with them and go out and try win an All Ireland semi final first. But we'll see. <laughs> You have said it as well. You probably haven't been performing that well all year. You knew that yourself, especially against St. Bridget's. 
I mean, the goal that you got in the first half really helped you battle away. I mean, Meister are not a bad team. I mean, they really put it up to you today in tough conditions. But you showed the character of the team that you have. You just fought and fought right to the very end and came away comfortable victors in the end. Yeah, that movement and the passing and using each other, that's what we were kind of kicking ourselves over in the last few games. We just weren't doing it. We were giving away the ball. We weren't using the talent that we have. So that goal especially was... There was a few girls involved in it, which was really, really, really good. I was just lucky enough to be on the end of it, so that's what we want to keep doing. Well, you were unlucky the last day. I think just you hit the post, or Sophie hit the post. One, you we still don't know which year it was. Anyway, you don't care because you are <laughs> a Leinster you. champion. And I'm going to say one thing: go enjoy the rest of the celebrations with the gang. We'll enjoy it tonight. Thanks very much. <laughs> and enjoy it, they certainly did. And we were supposed to be joining them, but unfortunately they were a bit later behind us. So we didn't get to go to Larchfield afterwards. But it was certainly a good night. Had uh, by all accounts and well-deserved. Why not when you're the intermediate Leinster champions going forward to the All-Ireland Final against Castlegar. And as we said, that's going to be in two weeks' time on the 10th of December at 12 noon in St. Brendan's Park in Bor, We know it so well at this stage. We've been there many a time and hopefully we'll be there again in a couple of weeks' time as well. Paula, it has been a great competition. You played uh, in the club champions before. Um, you know, you've won Leinster, you've won the All-Ireland competitions as well, going in now to an All-Ireland semi-final. Casagar will be a step up and James Stevens will be going in as the underdog and I think they actually quite like the underdog tag going oh, into love, these especially games especially against the Galway team you'd love it you'd love to be underdog it's, it's, that's what makes it even better and like they won't be James Stevens know full well they'll have a battle in front, in front of them and they're not going to take anything for granted um, it will be backs to the wall it'll be batting down the hatches it'll be winning the dirty ball I'd love it was a free-flowing game but I can't see it be happening it's going to be physically there'll be crunching tackles it depends on the weather conditions the weather as well, conditions like. going, either way it's going to be because of the intensity of the whole thing James Stevens have their dander up they want to move on they're not just happy with the Leinster Championship you know, you, you know they're looking forward. You can hear them all talking. They're, they're planning the next step. Well, I mean, Pilltown done it. There's nothing stopping James Stevens exactly. going and doing the same thing. Exactly. So they're planning the next step. And I think the next two weeks, it'll be recovery for the next two days, then get a good session in for next weekend. Uh, then maybe say, maybe then from there, the following week is just preparing for the match. And at that stage, all the hard, you're at nothing, at this stage, the hard work is done. It's just fine tuning. So it's, doing quick touch eyeing the ball all that kind of thing and then it's a case of getting the heads right and you can go out with the best of intentions on a day you can do all of your usual routines and rituals and everything else but if you don't have your head right or if there's even any niggling doubt or if you're overanalyzing it that's when things start to fall apart so it's about keeping a cool head and as I said you can only play the ball in front of you and I suppose they haven't done it so far and hopefully the occasion won't get to them now that they're sort of over the Leinster and into the All-Ireland semi-final situation. But what you find is it can happen to teams is that they overanalyse it and start thinking too far ahead in that they have the ball struck before they even have possession of the ball. Yeah, And it's about keeping it nice and level, not to get too excited and plan ahead. And I'm sure James Stevens will be well settled and have it all clear in their head uh, and Chuck know what O'Connor they're going to do. have them well grounded going into that game yeah, as well. Yeah, he's very, he's very, 
he's very level headed very calm even just yeah. hearing him speak um, in interviews and stuff and, and I've seen him with teams before he's very much down to earth it's brass tacks and you can only play the ball in front of you I've even heard him say that line and then move on from there and I suppose that's what you need to have around the team and I suppose it's it's given if you feel I, I suppose as players themselves they probably don't want too much of a kerfuffle over I wouldn't okay enjoy last night that's grand <clears throat> and now move on to the next but what it is is not to make too much of a fuss about it it's only another game really OK, it's an All-Ireland semi-final. It is, but you're dead right. It is a match. It's like, just a match. You know, and it's 15 girls against 15 correct. or 20 girls against 20. On a pitch. On a pitch. And all you can do, like you can logis- like all of the logistics of the rest of that's for the backroom team to worry about. They can deal with all of the, as I said, the crappy stuff, which is a nightmare to deal with. It's way easier to go out and just play it. Because all that's there is you, the player you're marking. You, know, and the you don't want all the palaver beforehand yeah. and all the media stuff, maybe. It's the same in an all Ireland final. Girls just want to and go I, out. I won't and say who, but there's one of our girls who used to hate doing the media stuff. Hate it. And actually got to the stage where she said, Look, I just can't. I don't want to do it. It's just didn't want to. And you know what? When she stopped doing, she started hurling better when we got to those serious matches. And yes. that was a good call. Like people know themselves. There's some people that would have no problem going Correct. in and yeah. chatting and doing all the rest of it. And, you know that kind of stuff just just chatting but like I mean when you go out on the pitch that's all you really want to be doing is going out and playing it's the like match like yourself sure I mean you'd be able to talk the hind legs off a Wouldn't donkey you, no when I'm playing didn't Martin I'll didn't jump on the side hate it would not want to be dealing with that's any of that surprising stuff. now Paula I yeah uh, but you see it's way easier to talk about it when you're in when you're when you're preparing yourself you like all joking God inside before matches I'd actually be taking like once you get over a match you give yourself a couple of days to deal with it but then you're looking at like okay we're going to have a hard transition the next week right I need to make sure I nail down my place that's the first thing and I'm sure with 31 of a panel that's what's going on in James Stevens at the moment like there's girls after coming on and making you know big inroads there and hurling well Well so, look at the last day I mean there was three or four subs that started compared to what was uh, against St. Bridget's you know so I mean obviously competition is fierce out there at yeah, the minute yeah like Molly Burke pointing case putting her hand up for a start yeah spot exactly you'd well, have yeah. to so that's what I'm saying and that's what you want you want to be pushing people you want to not to, not to such an extent that you're undermining their confidence again that's where Liam will come into play it's that balancing with the guard and getting them to say right right you're under pressure but we know you can do it and to give people the confidence and I suppose it's to realise that Camogie is no longer a 15 player game it's, it's 20 it's, it's you will end up most likely using your five subs and everybody has a role to play now it doesn't mean you have to be happy with the role but by Jesus when you get your chance you go in and you make sure you make an impact and you're helping you know everybody else around it as one player used to say to me okay I might be number 19 on the team sheet but at least I'm number 19 and I'm not number 31 that's true do you know and that's what we have to look at so that's what James Stevens. it's it's grounded themselves in the next few days heavy hard train sessions probably over next weekend and then getting ready for the match afterwards they just, Talking about you love it you surely would I was just going to say talking about confidence someone who's not lacking in confidence but is so grounded and down to earth was Emma Minogue who won the player of the match award after the game at the weekend and I caught up with her as well and as much as we tried to praise that poor girl for her brilliant performance she wasn't having none of it as you can hear right now Emma Minogue, congratulations. You've just been named player of the game in your intermediate final here against Moishal today. And you're now Leinster champions. What a day for yourself. Uh, yeah, Martin, it's unbelievable now. Just we all, it went, everything went well for us today. Don't know about the ref now, but 
we all played well together and we just kept doing the simple things right and we got it in the end You had a great start especially going in at half time with that goal lead great work by your players and brilliantly dispatched by Michelle Tien as well but you really fought so hard Michael, they're a good team but yeah. you dug it out and you fought right to the very end and to be Leinster champions in your first outing in Leinster as well it's not a not a bad record No it's not too bad now we lost the final last year so it was our first year up intermediate but you know what we said we'd give it a good go this year now and we just went for it this year we put our head down we got new we got a few new player um management in chuck and tots and they really pushed us this year and i think that's what we needed just get us over the line this year i was speaking to liam after the st bridget's game as well and his enthusiasm is infectious what is he like actually in the dressing room oh he's mad but he, you know what tots is tots is even worse he, they you know what it's they're just unbelievable men and we won't be here without them today I'd say they're just unbelievable the training they do the, the time they put into it and everything they're just savage well I know everyone says that it is a team game but individual oh, accolades are, are always great to have and to be named player of the year though as well or player of the game it takes everyone on the panel to win Leinster finals not just one player everyone everyone pulls their weight and everyone puts it in the work all year and it got us over the line today it did but we always say um, we've been talking about you even on the podcast I mean you are and you probably don't realise how good a player you are because you're that modest in the whole lot but when you actually get the individual accolades in the whole lot it must be nice when you have good players around you helping you as well it always makes your life a bit easier doesn't it you're not going to take the praise at all are you (laughs) no I'm not (laughs) not today now well Emma Minogue congratulations you are one of the Leinster champions as well go enjoy it with the rest of the team thanks William Martin thank you Unbelievable! Ah, uh, look, she's another. She's lovely. She's lovely. Those. Yeah, really nice girl. Like I mean, but it just goes to show. I mean, she is one of our younger county stars. You've had her at minor level as well. But I mean, for a girl so young to be that grounded and down to earth, like I mean, we heard Miriam Welch, uh, Ethan Norris, Brian talking about all the different things about the panel and the whole lot. But when you have a girl that's eighteen years of age and she's doing the exact same thing, she's really level headed. Oh, she's very, very level-headed. And I have to say, her work rate is phenomenal. And at times, like, Emma is... is She's like a... I know she won't be mind me saying it. She's like a terrier. Like, she just goes and goes and after We've called the her that on the, podca- or the, radio, on the podcast. <coughs> and the other before. thing is that when you look at her, you do wonder at times because, like, she's she's not necessarily the biggest girl. She's wiry. So wiry, it's not funny. And, and the little petite... She's not massively tall, but it's the fact she covers nearly every blade of grass on the pitch. For a girl that's listed as wing back, you could see her nearly up at full, you know, in full forward line, or you could see her down actually in the full back line, which we have seen in matches clearing out balls. Like, I mean. What is it they say about the dog and the bark and the bite and all that? I don't try to Martin. I never heard that's before my time. Um, <laughs> I know what you're on about. I've heard it too. But, you know, it's not the size of the dog. It's, it's not the size of the bark of the dog. It's the. I don't. It's something to do about the fight anyway and yeah. all that. Yeah. But her, her, just her attitude is great. And just, she just epitomises what you want every Camogie player to be. Number one, she's honest as the day is long. She will put in her hardship for the whole match and keeps going. Number two, she passes balls. She's not selfish. She'll take her score when she has to, but other times she will always look for the player to lay off the pass. You'd only want her to be a little bit more selfish at times. You would. You would. But either that, she always, when she does make those passes, it is usually because the player is in the better position. Now, sometimes it doesn't pay off, and that's no fault of Emma's because she's done all the work. But like, she's unselfish. Her striking, 
she got some lovely points on on Sunday, and I suppose it, what I like is how she goes so low for a ball. That's what really like she was getting freeze because she was going so low in for the ball to get it, and they had to automatically foul her because they couldn't get around her. You know, and she's petite, so you're like you know, it's just look, she's she's a phenomenal player. She's one for the future that we're going to see hopefully in a Kilkenny jersey in years to come. Fingers crossed. They might have a little pocket rocket above in St. Martin's but James Stevens have their own little pocket rocket I can tell you one thing in Emma Minogue. Well, and we're not going to just pick out one person either because the whole team is brilliant. Oh, they were like, all brilliant. But, um, I mean she really did deserve player of the match at the weekend as well. Justified and Justified well but as, as she says herself she had great support around it. I thought uh, the James Stevens backs held out really well for the whole match. I have to say their discipline Oh, yesterday, compared to the last couple of days was unbelievable mm. and if any freeze were given they were usually out around the half forward line so that meant it wasn't they were the good freeze they were the good freeze them, yeah. they weren't scorable ones like I think there was one or two towards the end on the far sideline if you remember but even that I think they what you call one, one on each side there was and they missed one and got the other two was it yeah so like I mean it was just I think James Stevens had made a decision when they arrived up there they weren't going to lose that match yesterday. No, it was phenomenal. It was great. And we have to say, we, we do need the Kilkenny people to get behind them as well because it, this game is going to be part of a double header on the 10th in Bor, And the other game is actually going to be the senior game between Sarsfields of Galway and St. Vincent's. Now, two Galway teams in it you obviously want to ha- outnumber them and have great support so uh, it would be great and it was great to see fantastic support for James Stevens there yesterday as well but we would rally a cry out to all of the clubs to get behind him because it is now an All-Ireland uh, semi-final competition we'd like All-Ireland winners to come back to Kilkenny Well let's be honest about it if you really are truly a Kilkenny Camogie supporter you'll make that trick we're always complaining about not getting, you know, getting to matches and, you know, not getting able to see matches and all the rest of it. And, and like, it's the winter time. There's no matches on. There's very few on. So now's the time. Like, I mean, what else did you be doing on the 10th of December? Well, we'll be doing a lot because we'll probably be up in Bar, hopefully, fingers crossed, and but like, it's covering only, it. But it's not, I know, well, I know it's only an hour up yeah, the road, lads. You know, and, and like, I mean, it's to get up there and support them. And, and like, regardless, I think once a, once a team goes outside of the county, they're a Kilkenny team, regardless of, of club colours or anything else. And I think it'd be great just to go up and to see how they go and to, you know, give them that extra boost and have that uh, 16 players, they say, on the sideline, which is really important for them all. And we know full well that the Galway teams will have loads of support with two Galway teams there as well I think though John has an advantage because he has obviously played in Borough before as the Kilkenny Intermediate Manager so he knows the setup. he knows the venue itself it is a smashing pitch and especially for our patrons going as well like there's loads of parking nearby and the test goes up behind it or the, the petrol station across the road from it etc so an ideal venue if you ever want to go and watch a camogie match Now's your chance they've no excuse whatsoever and it'll just be um, it'll be interesting to see you know, if if we can get everybody out there and and get out, you know, if you're a gale of any you know code, whether it's hurling football or camogie or ladies' gaelic football, you should be up there supporting those girls. And I don't think there's is there anything clashing against it that day. Not that I'm aware of anyway. No. So that means you know they'll 
that's what they all need to do get out and support the girls yep well talking about fixtures coming up as well the Ashburn Cup fixtures the CCAO so you have your Ashburn um, as Paula was saying you have the Purcell fixtures you have the Father Mar fixtures you have the Email Gone fixtures and it was great to see Aiden. you actually mentioned that to me as yeah. well uh, poor Aiden was up at the All Stars as well difficult not seeing Breed Ian with him because they were always the couple that no matter where they went you knew Aiden or uh, Aiden and Breed Ian was always there and t- two lovely people like yeah. really nice and uh, like I mean he like I would have known Aiden how many years ago Aiden would be 20 something years ago mm-hmm. like you know and still once I said the name oh yeah you played with and was able and it was just it was just lovely to yeah, see him I see tough, tough night at the office in one way but still like the number of people that came over and chatting to him I'd say he enjoyed the whole occasion as well oh yeah exactly well the Ashburn fixtures uh, the first round of games in group one we have Dublin City University Docus Aaron taking on Maynooth University and the University of Limerick is going to be taking on TU Dublin in group two we have University of Dublin or uh, yep that's the UCD taking on University College Cork Paula's a former album martyr down there in UCC uh, SETU Waterford is going to be taking on Mary Immaculate College um, and if you want to know when them games are going on I would suggest going on to the college's social media uh, pages because it doesn't give the exact date of these fixtures on us in the Parcel Cup fixtures in Group 1 we have MTU Cork taking on University of Galway uh, University of Limerick second team is going to be taking on DCU Docus Aaron second team and in Group 2 you have UCC taking on Trinity College in Dublin and the TUS Midlands is going to be taking on SETU in Carlow of course managed by Anne and Angela Downey there as well they had a great win in their league um, game going back a couple of weeks ago in the Fathermar fixtures in Group 1 you have DCU Docus Aaron 3 taking on University of Ulster Jordanstown and we were there at an Ashburn final what a fantastic venue it is up there as well. You also have Queen's University Belfast taking on St. Mary's there, the Group 1 games. In Group 2, you have MTU Kerry taking on ATU in Galway and UCD2 taking on the TUS Midwest. In the email gone fixtures, uh, it's SETU Waterford 2 taking on University Galway 2 and TU Dublin 2 versus the University Wolves uh, third team there. Uh, wow, three teams for UL. What a fantastic achievement. But they are a big college, to be fair to them as well. In Division 5 fixtures in Group 1, you have Queen's University Belfast 2 taking on Ulster University McGee. They're a new one on me. I haven't heard yeah, of them before. They've been there years ago. And what has Where happened is, is that UUJ would have had a physio and sort of nursing and all of that. And oh, that right. has now been transferred over to McGee. Okay. So you're going to have quite, like they're only starting off really, but you're going to have quite, uh, how would you phrase it a very much physical team mm. as in they'll be physically fit so the McGee would have been there years ago and, and then they've sort of disc, disamalgamated is what the opposite they've sort of broken down the infrastructure there so that's what's sort of gone over to um, McGee 
Okay, and then uh, obviously you have Mary Eye Turtles taking on HU Sligo, that's in Group 2, and Marino College taking on Mary Eye 2 as well. So that is all the fixtures. Um, and they have on the CCAO page that uh, to wrap up this week and next before the championship starts November the 29th. So by all means, those games will be starting from tomorrow uh, all the way through this week as well. So as I said, keep an eye on the social media pages of the colleges but the Ashburn finals Paula sometime in February did I see usually on Valentine's weekend in, in February so it's it's um it's a, if, if, if I'm just wrong for any of those matches they're great matches to go see because you're going to see inter-county players from various levels from minor um, intermediate junior and senior playing with all of the different colleges teams and I suppose it, um, if, you, if you're interested in seeing where the future of any future stars come to light it's brilliant to go watch it and see you know the different players that are involved I think you're right could be around the 11th 12th weekend so of it, February yep. that weekend there so um, yeah we wish all of the colleges the very best of luck and of course all of the girls that's involved with Kilkenny the very best of luck in those colleges um, as well so this is the Ashburn has been announced for uh, do, 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 is this the National Sports Campus in Abbottstown in Dublin will host the 102nd Ashburn Cup weekend taking part on the 11th and the 12th of February with 24 teams from across the country will head to the capital to battle it out as we said for the Ashburn Parcel Fathermar Cups along with the Ashburn Shield um, and all of the other ancillary fixtures that go with it as well so um that's is that actually right? That's going back to 2017, I think. So it might not be in Abbottstown on that one. That might be the wrong venue. But anyway, it's down for that ha- weekend. Yeah, I know yeah. they'd gone for that. That they had changed before. It used to be hosted by individual colleges, um, which in itself was a complete and utter logistical nightmare. I have to say, I was thinking, I was sec- was a secretary. I was on the executive below and used to see at the time when we were hosting in Ashburn. But even the logistics that go into it, it's phenomenal for colleges. To do, but um, uh, it's 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 a brilliant weekend. And if anybody is free for any of those, or even any of the matches, um, last year there was a good few that run down in Piltown under lights. Yeah. So if you can get to those, there's ones also in Carlo, I think, as well. Again, fixture for this year, and if people can get to go see them or if they want to. Go I think see. COVID kind of upset everything that there wasn't a proper college venue fixed for it because nobody knew whether the games were going to be able to be had or whether mm. people could go there. Anyway, apologies about that uh, mix-up. They may not be taking part in Abbottstown, but. Uh, from what we can gather they are down for the weekend of the 11th and 12th of February next year so just keep an eye on uh, all of the dates there as well um, so that rounds up all of the colleges uh, for the weekend the primary school or not the primary schools the secondary schools the post-primary we're still waiting on results um, to come in on them uh, so when Jerry gets all of them together uh, for when it comes down to the Leinster semi-finals he's going to let us know uh, with the venues and the fixtures for that as well because I know he listens into the podcast um, when he's heading up to Banahar College there where he is a teacher so hopefully Jerry will hear this and we'll be able to get uh, fixtures potentially in as quickly as possible just the last thing that we do have to mention as well is obviously the Come On Kind team of the year is going to be taking place on this Friday coming the 2nd of December at a venue in Kilkenny all of the nominees have been notified about the details but it is going to be live streamed on the KCLR social media channels so we just tell you to keep an eye out for that it will be starting at 7 o'clock and it's going to be a great night because nobody 
apart from us here, knows who's going to be winning a very specially commissioned jersey again this year from our magnificent sponsors of the David Roach Sports Injury Clinic from Killary Lighting Services, Michael Saunders in Winegap, Michael Saunders Electrical, of course, and also to Elena Houlihan Physiotherapy for the top scorer awards and for the player of the year. And all of the votes have been cast by yourselves. Thank you very much. You have voted in your thousands this I time. I'd just like to point out, I've been trying to get the teams out of everybody and it's like trying to get blood from a stone. Hmm. I actually stuck pins in Martin's eyes and he still wouldn't tell me the team. So that's the level of secrecy we're dealing with. Um, Anya actually left the country because she was sick of me hounding her trying to find out but what the see, teams are. But you see, you put in your vote and everyone else put in their vote and we calculated them all together. Um, you know, so I mean... It is what it is, and you know. You think you're getting out of the studio alive tonight? Could be very interesting, lads. If you hear any uh, any accounts of the guards being called to KCL or Chute Martin being accosted in order to find out what the teams of the year are before Friday night, but um, I heard that could be happening in Freshford yet on Sunday if the game does go ahead in Freshford eventually, because I believe um, yourself and Owen Cooney <laughs> is um, getting ready to do fisticuffs on the sideline as well. well so. he's no, I suppose it's the, it'll be our last game of the season. Um, the under sixteen she is on in between ourselves and Munkine on Sunday in uh, St. Lacton's at the moment uh, depending still looking for a neutral venue but still, if not yes, it will be going yeah. ahead in Freshford so yeah. um, I suppose it, it, it's it's nice to sort of finish off the year on that level and I think there's one other fixture down for the under 22A county final is going ahead on Sunday in Danes Fort that is between Conaghy Shamrocks and Thomastown that is 11.30am start there so uh, some oh, that'll be that'll be a very good game it will be it will very be to good. be fair um, it'll be interesting to see how that will pan out. Um, and again, a lot of the teams have been waiting a good few weeks. Like there's still other teams as well um, that's involved in it that's been waiting numerous weeks because obviously James Stevens has been caught with Leinster Championship and Conaghy is still involved in Dixborough, Thomastown. I know there's still a Junior B County final outstanding. I as think well, um, Ballyhill and Carrick Shock are playing under twenty. Ballyhill are playing their quarter final. final. Um, yeah. Next week and isn't it? It is next weekend. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, on the fourth down for half ten. Yeah, so, so there is some games around if people want to get out and see Camogie games club see even though the adult competitions uh, there's only Jane Stevens still standing it's important if you are around on any of those days get to any of those matches you might see some stars of the future and sure you know if you want to break from the old crimbo shopping what else did you do when you go see a good Camogie game you certainly will also just a reminder you did hear our chairperson in the county talking about the medal presentation taking part on this coming Saturday in Hotel Kilkenny details again are it is starting at 7.30pm with a mulled wine reception in the hotel the tickets are 45 euro and they can be got online through all of the Kilkenny Camogie social media channels um, talking about our senior team that is getting their medals obviously they have been fundraising for the holiday which has been going fantastic and they just wanted us all to mention and to thank everybody who has donated so far and to everyone who has been putting up fundraisers and this time it's Katie Nolan's turn all the way up in St. Martin's with the help of our producer here behind us are running a fundraiser uh, party in Ranchers Return Coon uh, with an air code of R93NY56 actually on the night of the 10th of December which could be a very 
good night because if James Stevens win you never know the players could all come back to the ranchers return afterwards and have a right night it, sounds, it sounds like a place where you'd have a right shindig the ranchers return, return. yeah Yeehaw. Well, the special guest on the night will be the O'Duffy Cup. There will be also raffle on the night. There is free parking and the admission there is only €5. It begins at 9pm and it goes on to late and I believe you're all in for a right shindig above in the rancher's return. There might even be a few Stetsons come out there. You wouldn't know, Paula. Oh, you can break out your cowboy boots, Martin. Uh, Don't have any of that yet. We can can rectify that. (laughs) I have no doubt. I did, did, yeah. (laughs) Right. We're tired, we're tired over here now at this stage. <laughs> it has been a very long weekend. Hopefully, folks, you have enjoyed this evening's version of Come On Kind. Don't forget to tune in wherever you get your podcasts normally. Uh, and it will be available um, either later on this evening or definitely be available tomorrow, Tuesday, because we do normally record uh, on the Monday to go out on the Tuesday as well. Uh, I want to sincerely thank Linda Kenny and all of the Leinster Council for all of the work that they have helped out over the last number of weeks in particular we're getting the uh, fixtures and all of the up-to-date information to us as well here on Come On Kind and especially to Linda for passing on uh, our information uh, for people to get in contact then as well with doing interviews coming up. Um, it has been very much appreciated and we thank Linda and they ran a really good show in Clane yesterday as well. So well done to everyone there involved in the Leinster Council. But that is it from the KCLR studios here. We will have Anya back next week. Don't know whether we have Paula back in studio next week with us or not. But uh, yeah, herself is back from her trip away to Venice so we're looking forward to getting herself back I don't but know if I want to come in because we have to listen all about the holidays and what a great time she oh, had I know yeah I mean I we know. could do it a holiday but anyway Paula Dowling it has been a pleasure as always thank you for stepping into the breach this evening um, we have no doubt we will be talking to you again in the near future but from myself and Paula here in the studios it's a goodbye for now bye this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Oh,